0: Good morning. Really glad you're here this morning. We are launching a new series today, a new message series that we've called You Fit Here. And our hope is that you do. <laughs> we, we'd like to include you in what's going on here at Church in the Valley. Our goal in the series is to look at Scripture, look at the Bible, and then to communicate how God has designed each of us As human beings to fit into a community of people with a purpose. We're we're brought together to accomplish a mission. And so that brings real meaning to life as we work together on these things. God has made us with this desire to belong. Uh, If you're relatively new to the church here or new to church in general, or if you're considering more of a commitment to this congregation, what we'd like to do is help you discover some next steps that you could take uh, to explore or to, to pull in and plug in here. Many of our members and attenders here at Church in the Valley, this is the first place that they began participating in church, as adults at least. Uh, for most some the first time ever others the first time as adults and there are usually big questions on your mind the first time you show up at a church maybe uh, first time ever there's certainly big questions (laughs) what's going to happen to me in there what's going to go on Um, what am I getting myself into might be something that crosses your mind at that point, or will I be able to fit in with the people here? Will I be singled out or put on the spot? Interesting fact or story is uh, I grew up in a smaller church, um, maybe 150, 200 people. And the very first time my wife, I was already had decided to go into the vocational ministry. I was already aiming to be a pastor. And I brought my wife home for the first time Uh, and over the weekend she she stayed with the family and we went to to church and on the spot the pastor asked her to stand up and give a testimony about her faith in Christ. Now that strikes fear (laughs) in everyone we will not ask you to do that. Okay, don't, don't worry, you're not in danger. He was, he was doing his little test on my wife to find out if she could, you know, if he was gonna approve of her. That was his little way of giving her a test because he knew I was heading into the mystery. So I just share that story to give you some context. We try to go easy on you here. <laughs> so, you know, you're wondering, am I gonna be put on the spot? Will I be pressured or asked to do something I don't want to do? What if I underdress? What if I overdress? Am I going to be expected to know more about the Bible? Then? All, all kinds of questions. Let's face it. Church isn't exactly like anything else we do. It's, it's just not. Um, you gather in a room with many people that you don't know. Uh, you sing songs with a group of people, sort of like karaoke. Um, but the songs are unfamiliar. You know, karaoke, you generally pick a song that you know from the radio. Here, you may or may not know them if you're new. Uh, then you listen to a message about the Bible that maybe you haven't read much at all. If you haven't experienced much of church life, before coming here. That's great. We're we're really glad you're here. One of the main reasons we exist is to include more and more people in our church who haven't ever been involved in church. That's that's a win for us. But learning to do something that you've never done before and and getting comfortable with it, it it starts out very it can be very awkward. And connecting with a new group, even if you've been involved in church before can be uncomfortable. We have a saying it fits like a glove. But you know the very first time you put on a glove, it doesn't really fit like a glove. <laughs> there's there's a break in process. I have a glove. I, I decided I'm gonna buy some nice work gloves. I bought some work gloves and over time, they, they fit so well that all the fingers are all worn out, but I still try to wear them if I think they, they, they'll help me in what I'm doing. There's this break-in period. A, a, a glove doesn't fit perfectly the very first time you try it on. After it's worn for a period of time, it, it fits to your hand. It has to be broken in, then it fits. In the same way, plugging into church life requires a break-in period, and it requires effort on the part of the person trying to draw into the church. And so after this series, or, or during it, if you decided to take a step forward in the community here at Church in the Valley, that would be a win for us. We, we would love that. We'd love for you to discover that you, you really do fit here. There's a place for you. In, in a church, what happens is God brings together a group of people with a mosaic of backgrounds, cultures, uh, personalities, and it, it's a beautiful thing when we all work together to fulfill his purpose because we can all play a role. As I mentioned, uh, church isn't like anything else we've ever done before or anything else we do in society. It's it's similar to some things, like this meeting here is sort of like sitting in a classroom listening to a teacher. Um, and so it's, it's sort of similar, but really at, at its core, it's nothing like anything else that we do. So it's easy to default into looking for a church the way that you would Shop for a home, say, or shop for a new outfit at the mall. When buying a home or a new outfit, it's all about me. It's my taste, my preference what I want to do. And when you're looking for a church to fit into, we certainly need to find a place that we could see ourselves fitting into that makes sense to us, but it's very dangerous to Take a consumer mentality into choosing a church. Now, just for fun, I'd like to show you a video that presents an extreme version of what it might look like to shop for a church like you'd shop for a home. Here here it is.
1: Previously on Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name.
0: It's a Sunday morning experience.
1: It's just a little too traditional. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey, good. Doing how are good, you? Doing good, doing good. So I know you didn't love the traditional vibe of the last place, okay? okay. But I think this church is really going to do it for you. Yeah. It takes relevance to a whole new level. Behind me, you will see Molded Clay Jar Art Tapestry Canvas Mosaic wow. Church. I love it. Right? So mm-hmm. you've heard of interdenominational. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've heard of non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Well, this church identifies as inter-non-denominational. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's perfect I for us. It. it really is. But is. here's the kicker. A lot of celebrities go here. Yeah. What? Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> we love him. Yep. We really do. Ben Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. Wow. Perfect. Several Real Housewives. Ooh. Wow. And... Usher even came here one time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, follow me. Come on. Do it. <laughs> so refreshing. Honestly, that last church was just way too traditional. It was. Yeah. Too much. It was like we left there feeling convicted. Like oh. ugh. Right. Right. We're just we're looking for more of a Tony Robbins type. Like sermon. inspiration. Like a TED Talk with a Bible verse. Yes.
0: Oh yes. Right. It's perfect here. We love it. It really is.
1: We love it. Awesome. Cool. Well, you guys know a lot of contemporary pastors speak out of the Message Translation Bible. Mm-hmm. Right? Or this pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible. Oh, Shut We love Tumblr, up. though. This is great. Wow. A lot of emojis, a lot of abbreviations. Oh, I couldn't ask for And how many seats in here? Oh, it is 6,000 altogether. Babe, wow. 6,000. Mm-hmm. i got to be in this worship band. That's Imagine true. me up on that Jumbotron mid-guitar solo. Do you know how many Instagram likes you uh-huh. have? <laughs> All right, that's,
0: that's a lot of fun to look at how that would play out on, on the extreme if you're checking out church. Um, it's, it's very easy to default, as I said, into choosing a church with the same criteria we'd use for shopping for something else. Uh, and, and that would mean I'm looking for a church that fits my preferences, teaching and music style, or, I want a church that gives me the opportunity, like the guy once played the drum in front of 6,000 people, a service. Um, you know, my personal gain is the big deal. I want power, I want position, I want, ambi- I want my ambitions to be fulfilled. Or, my standard of perfection, looking for a Disney esque church, you know, that handles things the way Disney would polished service, state of the art programs, facility. Maybe I'm look, looking for a church loaded with perks for me. The best coffee, conveniences, dating prospects, sort of the Ritz-Carlton of of uh, service. However, the best criterion for choosing a church is less about my preferences and more about what I really need. This, this is what we should look at when we're choosing a church. What do I really need? Not what is the facade, but what at the core do I really need? I really need to grow in my understanding of God. Because He made life to work a certain way. And if I try to live life opposed to His ways, I'm going to break myself against those ways. That he has set up for life to work. I'm either going to get in line with his ways or I'm going to break myself against them. Life just doesn't work the way that we want it to. So you you can't bend reality to fit what I think it is. So I need to find a church that's going to help me grow. And show me how to align myself with the way God says life works. You find that in the Bible. My mom used to watch a TV preacher, and they they moved in with us. My parents, we took care of my parents for five years, the last five years, well, the last three and a half years of my dad's life, the last five years of my mom's life. And she used to watch a TV preacher on Sunday mornings, and I just sat down for about three or four minutes and watched one of the guys she, she was watching, and I said, you know, Mom, I really wish I could say that. Because I'd be a lot more popular. <laughs> that was the last time I ever saw that program on. Yeah, I just, I, 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 have, I am bound to teach what the Bible teaches. And I do that because this is what's really going to help you. Now, it doesn't always make sense to do a 180 from going your own way, doing what makes sense to you and do what God wants you to do. But that's where the value is. That's where the help is. So fitting into a church body is a process. And we need to figure out the best criteria for doing that. Um, Some of us, it's going to take a shorter amount of time, some longer amount of time to fit in. But the important thing is to engage in the process. Sometimes our own perspective and our hang-ups prevent us from finding the right fit in church life. But if we never settle into a church community, we're like a wanderer. And we miss out on the best of what God has for us. If you decide to follow Christ, you need to find a church body and keep searching for the best fit, and then stop searching once you find it. God doesn't want any one of us to be on the outside looking in at church community that he uses to bless and grow us. A major step in our growth as a Christ follower is finding where we fit in church life so we can flourish among the people God made us to be, as the people God made us to be. Connecting to a church community brings growth and fruitfulness. This is what you find in scripture it 's very, very crucial for the couple on the video they 're never going to find a church that fits their preferences perfectly, are they? Uh, the hunt will continue in fact that keeps that keeps the series going if the hunt continues, but one of the keys to finding the right fit or We'll say there are two keys to finding the right fit, knowing the best criteria for the decision, and secondly, having reasonable expectations about what you're going to find. If, if I'm looking for a church today, now I haven't looked for a church in at least 30 years um, because I've been here, <laughs> um, but I would have at least four criteria if I were shopping for a church. First of all, I look for a church where the Bible is taught in a way that helps me live its truth every day. Because lining up with the truth of Scripture is is going to line me up with reality God has made it to be. And I'm going to find that my life hums the more in line with that reality I get. That's important. Second... The members of the church are friendly, hospitable, and they're people that I could see myself becoming friends with. This is is important. And then third, God's love is demonstrated through serving and giving among the members. When there's a need, people work together to meet that need. They pitch in. They help. They give their time and they give their money to meet needs. And... In that atmosphere of love, the truth is spoken. Not, not brutally or harshly, but the conversations that go on line up with reality. This is important. This is what helps us. And then fourth, the, the pastors and the members are trying to do God's will and work in the world. This, this is what they're trying to, to accomplish. So those, that's a very brief overview of four criteria that I would have. Um and those obviously are what we try to build into what's going on here at Church Church in the Valley. Second, I need to have reasonable expectations about what I I'm going to find as I get involved in church. If I were shopping for a church, I would have to rein in my expectations just like everybody else. I have to I'd have to rein them in when when shopping for anything it's easy to desire the perfect fit I my daughter was married on July 8th this summer and I needed to get a new suit for the wedding and I went uh, to a place where I I thought I could get a good deal and I did get a good deal Um, but I, I chose the suit they altered the suit and when I tried it on, there was a wrinkle, a, a marked wrinkle right here on the shoulder. And, you know, it's my daughter's wedding. Nobody's going to be looking at me. I don't know why I made a big deal out of this. But I said, you know, there's a wrinkle. It was, I don't remember it being there before, you know. And so I went through this whole process because I, I considered the fact that, okay, maybe there's just a wrinkle on, on every suit I wear and I've never noticed it before because I'm you know it's my daughter's wedding I want to look the best I can and they assured me that if I were to pay for a tailored custom fit suit that they would make sure the wrinkle wasn't there I wasn't gonna do that I wasn't going there um, and what ended up happening is I said okay hold on just a second let me go try my other suit on which I knew was a really nice suit I got a fantastic deal on as well and so I tried it on, the wrinkle is on the other suit. So I said, okay, I've got to, I've, I've got to realize that if I want to pay for the better suit or the custom fit suit, I could get rid of the wrinkle, but I don't want to do that. I'm just going to be happy the way it is. Nobody's going to notice. And trust me, not one person at the wedding <laughs> came, came up and said, you know, you got a wrinkle right there. Yeah? So, When I finally decided and settled the decision, I was able to move on and enjoy a very meaningful day. My daughter was very happy. She married a really good guy. I was very happy for her. And it's the same if I'm going to connect with a church body. I can't expect the programs to be perfect. I can't expect the people to be perfect. I I can't expect everything that goes on to revolve around me and cater to me. What I really need from a church body is I need to learn God's ways. I need to get God's wisdom so I can live it. If I get if I get into the scripture and if, if a church helps me to do that and I can Learn to walk differently. That's really what I need in a church body. The Bible, it's interesting. The Bible never commands you and I to, to be a member of a church. It assumes that you are. There's an assumption because in our day and time, you can, uh, you, you can be a, a, a Christian and not be a member of a church that wasn't true in the first century when the bible was written because you were automatically connected to a local body of believers because you were hanging on for dear life there was a lot of persecution going on and you were connected what the bible says happens when you decide to follow christ is you are put into the body of christ you become a member of the body of Christ. In one way, specifically, automatically, spiritually, you become a member of this, the universal, what they call the universal church, the universal body of Christ. The word church used all kinds of times in the New Testament. Four times it's used as we're members of the church in a vague, general way. Every other time the word church is used in the New Testament, in the Bible, it refers to a local church. So what you see is, as you get into Scripture, some people argue with the need for church membership, but what you see in the Bible is this assumption that you're already a member, you're already plugged in, you're already connected to this group, this body of believers who are going to help you and encourage you. And, and so today, however, it's a choice to be connected and make a commitment to a church body. And to plug in there and work together to do what Jesus told us to do. But it's interesting. Jesus said this in, in John fifteen five. I am the vine. You're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, w- one of the major metaphors for the church in the New Testament is the body of Christ. Now, how am I going to be connected to Christ like I would need to be if I'm going to bear fruit if I'm not connected vitally to a church body? It doesn't happen. You, you cannot bear fruit. You can't have a vital connection with Christ if you don't have a vital connection to a local church body because that's how you grow. That's where the nourishment comes from. It's not the only way. There's other ways. We have prayer. We have the word. We have ministry that we do. But, but the connection to a church body is crucial a vague general connection to the church isn't enough to grow us spiritually. It it doesn't help us bear the fruit that pleases God if we're not connected. So connecting and contributing to a church keeps us connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. And keeps us in touch with reality according to God and his design if that church is biblically based and teaching the scripture. It's the best thing a Christ follower can do to thrive spiritually, to connect to a local body of believers and pull in, become a part, do what you can to help. People were made, we were made to fit into a community of people who really love one another and accomplish what's eternally significant. God's designed a church to meet this need. And so, I want to encourage you, stretch to find the right fit in a church body. Hopefully, I, I would vote for it being here. If not, find a place to plug in. Go through a break-in period. Go ahead and engage in the process of connecting and learning to contribute. It's, it's really worth it. I'd like to wrap up uh, by looking at some ways to thrive as a Christ follower. If you want to thrive, first of all, don't be a stranger in a church body. Ephesians 2 provides a picture of what happens when a person decides to follow Christ. It's written to a new church in the first century. As I said, it was, there's no command to become a member because all of these folks would have been a member of a local body of, of church. It, the church was in Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey. And here's a picture that he paints in Ephesians 2:19 through 22. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Build on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together ...grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Now this, this passage gives us a great picture. It's rich in picturesque, picturesque language that describes a Christ follower's connection to the church. It says, we are no longer strangers and aliens. And this is a this means that at one time we were strangers and aliens. <laughs> you know, there was a there was a point in our history where we were alienated from God. And if you've decided to follow Christ, what you've done is you are walking your own direction, but you've turned around, you've repented, that means to do a one hundred eighty, and you've decided to go God's way. You decided to walk with him. That makes you a friend of God. And it, it means that you're also connected to the family of God. You're, you're no longer a stranger. When you decide to follow Christ, you share the most important thing in your life in common with all other Christ followers. You and I, we've been reconciled to God for a purpose, the purpose of doing his will and his work in the world. And it, it takes some effort to connect to a church, but don't act like a stranger. <laughs> don't be a stranger. Be a friend. Pull in, connect. If you do, you'll find real friendships in the body of Christ, and you will be able to live for a purpose beyond yourself. It says we're fellow citizens with the saints. And this is a reference to the fact that we're we're citizens of heaven. Now we're we're pilgrims, you know. Our home is in heaven, and we're living here. We're citizens of heaven together, and we're trying to be in the church a little colony of heaven so that people can get a taste of what it's going to be like. That's that's what we are. We're fellow citizens. We we have the same homeland. And we're members of the household of God. When, when we come to Christ, we become a part of God's family. And that household of God is built on a foundation of truth, reality. It's found in the Bible, the Apostles and the Prophets. The passage says, the Apostles and Prophets, uh, the foundation of the Apostles and Prophets, They are the ones who wrote the scriptures. And so what we're doing here in church life is built on the foundation of what God wrote through the prophets and apostles. Jesus is the cornerstone of the church, and we're being built together into a dwelling place for God. Once you decide to follow Christ, what this is telling us, is God through His Spirit in you is going to be working to build you into a church, His church. Don't resist Him. Don't don't resist it. Find a place where you fit in the body of Christ. Pull into the body of Christ by making friends, by learning to live in a way that honors God. Don't be a stranger. Don't act like a stranger. Make friends. Another key to thriving in Christ is to participate in the church community. Acts 2.42 says, And they devoted themselves. This is a description of what the very first believers in Christ did when uh, Peter had shared the gospel after Jesus had uh, raised from the dead and ascended to heaven. Then he shared the gospel with thousands of people and I think three thousand came to Christ at this point point. and this is a description of what they did next and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to scripture again and to the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers it says here the group was devoted to the scripture the apostles teaching the Bible and to fellowship to be devoted is a very strong word. It it means to persist, to endure, uh to attach oneself to, to hold fast, to hang on to that group. Devotion is required because it's not easy to participate in church life. So you have to make the effort. You have to you have to go through the break-in process and you have to keep choosing to connect with this body because some of us, more than others, we don't necessarily want to connect with a group of people. We don't want to pitch in and help out. But this is what you see here. Notice they were devoted to the fellowship. The word fellowship, a practical definition of the word fellowship is to give and receive. So you're in a group of people, and, and you give and you receive. You serve and you let other people serve you. This is the main idea of this this word, fellowship. We need to do both if we're going to have healthy friendships. We can't just be on the giving side, because what happens when you're only on the giving side is you start to put yourself above the people that you're serving. When you're on the receiving side, you have to humble yourself, and you have to accept someone's help. And that connects you to other people in ways that you will not be connected if you don't let people help you, if you don't let them serve you, if you don't receive from them. There's this vital connection to other people in the body of Christ that takes place as you give and receive. And then what's described, and I'm not going to read it, but what's described in Acts 2, 43-47 is... A giving and receiving in the church community that brings growth, both personal growth, spiritual growth in me personally and uh, growth in the church. So what what you find is the group that you're devoted to is going to set the direction for the rest of your life. Now, we don't think about this often. But the group that we hold fast to, the group that we decide to connect ourselves to, sets the course and direction for your entire life. Because you become what you're committed to. You become like the people you're committed to. This is a very important decision, this decision to plug into church. And then a final way to thrive in Christ is to make Jesus' mission your own. And Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus sent out his first followers with a near impossible mission of spreading the gospel, the, the good news about Jesus Christ to the entire world, But they could pull it off if he was involved. They couldn't do it alone. But if he was involved, they could pull it off. And they launched a movement that is still going on today. We can be a part of that movement if we make Jesus' mission our own. We can do the same. We can be involved. So to enjoy the best life God wants for us, we must be connected in a vital way to a church body. A branch of a grapevine that's broken off doesn't bear any fruit. It needs a vital connection to the vine. to bear, There are two kinds of fruit we bear in, in, as Christ followers. The fruit of the Spirit, the character of Jesus Christ in us, and the fruit of the Gospel as we bless people around us by sharing the good news and by helping them learn to walk with God. We don't have that if we're not connected to church. God intends for the church to be one major way that we connect to Christ and find encouragement to make the most of what it means to follow him. As the worship team comes back up on the stage to lead us in more singing, uh, I want to invite you to consider taking a next step in your growth. Uh, will Will you take a next step today? Here are some suggestions. There may be others that you can think of or that God's brought to your mind as I've walked through this. But first next step, my next step is to make the choice to push past a barrier blocking my connection to the church body. If you'd like to explore uh, more about Church in the Valley and plugging in here, uh, we have a preview coming up at the end of next month, and then we have a 101, which is just a description of what we believe who we are as a church, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, you could explore that. Um, there are other ways we're going to talk about next week to, to plug in and explore. Um, another step would be to inter- introduce myself today to someone I haven't met before. Now, that's a little scary. I'm, I'm a major introvert. I, I, of course, I've learned to get past my shyness and introduce myself to people. But it might be a major shift to you. Maybe you've seen yourself as maybe somebody who's checking out the group, but God wants you to make the shift to greeting other people, welcoming them in. Begin to see yourself as a part of this church family and help others make a connection. It makes a big difference. And then another step could be to come back for the rest of this series and see what God would have to say to you about fitting in here. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the truth we have in Scripture from you. Thank you for the way that you speak into our hearts through it. And I pray that you'd give us the power and the ability, Lord, to uh, take steps of obedience as a result of what we've heard this morning. That we would honor you and please you in everything we do in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.